Hello, and welcome to the Being Human podcast, the podcast that asks the question, whether through ancient wisdom, philosophy, or religion, how do we navigate through the 21st century whilst maintaining our humanity? I'm Chris Lewis, and today I'll be reading a blog I posted on May 20th, 2022, entitled Reputation. Also, I'll be working through the concept of regret and what it means to have regret or to not have regret and how we can continue to live our lives in a healthy manner while dealing with the issue. An ancient Jewish king gave these words to his beloved son, a good name is to be chosen over great wealth. In other words, a good reputation is worth more than material income. It's spring 2022, Actor Johnny Depp is involved in a defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. Many incidents leading up to the case are extremely complex and very long-winded. However, Depp and Heard are spending thousands of dollars and precious hours to clear up matters, inevitably leading to life-altering results. Abuser or victim? How will they be seen by society today? and remembered throughout history's annals. Reputation matters. If I were to develop a layman definition for the word reputation, it would be character tried, exposed, and known to the local community. Reputations can be good, bad, and everything in between. We can be known for many different words and actions, good, bad, or indifferent. These choices determine our direction, outcome, and how others experience us. How do people speak concerning us? Reputations are sometimes based on fact, other times purely fiction or an admixture. We can't control others' behavior because, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't control others' behavior, but we do control how we respond to it. Humans are all participating within each other's stories and are playing a part in constructing these narratives. Basically, everyone has a reputation they're invested in, theirs and others. But what motivates our behavior? Character, principles, values, emotions, genetic predispositions, environmentally, learned behavior, and so on? Each deserving thought on their own. Many factors play a role when we act. There are some things we can't change, like our genes and our childhood we can develop healthier values, better principles, and adequately process emotions. Values motivate, principles inform, processes give perspective. Now, depending on one's character, categorization will be severely influenced. We humans are quite unique, diverse, and complicated. Optimistically, character can be developed, which will affect our values, ethics, and behavior. Pessimistically, people are stubborn, and don't change. Ego is destructive when it comes developing good character. Ego must die. Stoic philosopher Epictetus profoundly said, it is impossible for a man to learn what he thinks he already knows. Developing a good reputation must be done for one's own sake. Sure, others benefit from the change, but the motive must come through love, exercised in virtue, and expressed through action. Service for the common good. Be known for doing good. Our world depends on it. 
Weakness harshly exposed, graciously accepted, reposed. My progression as a writer, there's a lot of things that I probably would have worded differently. And that's okay. So you, you know, you kind of understand that, wow, like I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm developing as a writer and as a communicator. But the overarching principle uh, seems to be one, of course, of reputation. So at the end, it says be known for doing good. The idea of being known and how others discuss us um, and how others think of us is, is quite interesting, an interesting uh, and fascinating concept all by itself. So reputation, well, we don't control what others think of us. And quite frankly, we might be doing good things and loving things and caring things. And others may very well interpret them very differently. And uh, we might actually be known as um, not necessarily the best person. You know, it's just depending on how they interpret those types of, of things that we're doing. They might not understand why we're doing what we're doing, even though we know it to be the right and the good thing to do. So reputation... All we can control is our behavior and how we act and how we choose to act. And obviously, we want to choose to live virtuously. The four virtues of Stoicism happen to be courage, um, justice, uh, temperance, and wisdom. So those are the things we would love to use, as well as the, the love, the agape love of the, or charitable love and selfless love of the New Testament that's given to us as well. I think if we can combine those two things and love the divine as well as those made in the image of the divine, it would in fact be uh, uh, something that produces, well, potentially could produce a very good reputation. But depending on the ethic of the culture and society, it might not very well be experienced or seen that way, even if it's done from a heart of sincere empathy and care and compassion. So at the end of it all, you must live according to a good and true ethic and virtuously loving other people. So if we can do that, I mean, just from reading this again, um, it's interesting bringing up the trial, the, the, the famous celebrity trial uh, within it. Um, it was a very relatable trial for sure, at least for me, someone going through divorce. Um, well, divorce on top of, you know, I might just edit this out as a matter of fact anyways, <laughs> or maybe I'll just leave it in. But for those who know, you know. And um, suffice it to say that I can't control what others say concerning me within my own personal issues, right? My own personal matters and events happening in my life. So uh, take my divorce, for instance. I can't control what the other side says of me. Absolutely not. And and um, as a, a good friend of mine said that, honestly, you know, he told me this, honestly, you don't know anyone an explanation. You know, you don't need to explain yourself. You just, you don't. And it was a, something that was very helpful, at least beneficial at the time, where I didn't feel burdened to, to have to give that. And I was able to, in my very heart, to let go of that. And it's like, look, it, they're going to talk about you unfavorably. They're going to hear one side of the story, and, and that's going to spread, and people are going to hear this about you. But you have to be okay. You have to learn to um, 
you have to learn to let go with that because all you can truly control is what you're doing now. And the truth is, is those that are, you know, supportive of me and in my process through all this, it's great. I mean, they, they hear things and are like, well, that's simply not true. Um, we know you, you know, we know the type of person you are and that's comforting as well. But even that I have to be careful with is careful as well, because what really matters is my own conviction and what I, what, what, what I know I've done and how I've behaved throughout the last five years. And I've had to let go of everything else and just say, you know what, your reputation, yes, it's been affected. Um, Even telling new friends and new people and new acquaintances about your divorce is still going to influence their minds concerning who I might be. And so, suffice it to say, I can't control what anyone else thinks of me. And that's okay. It's like, you got to let go of the concept that people are, are going, that everyone's going to like you and that everyone's going to have true concepts and ideas about who you are. And you can't do anything about it. You got to accept it and just let it go. And that's why knowing who you are is so important. Like really doing the work, the introspective work is so significant. And that kind of even kind of, it leads me into the next um, issue that's been kind of working itself through my mind, which is regret. And so I, I did a little bit of, I mean, I obviously I, I was, I was watching this movie as I always do, because I'm a, a movie watcher, a uh, big time movie watcher. And I was kind of like, they made, they, there was this quotation, like, no regrets at the end, right? Apparently, that's a very common terminology that people pass from one person to the next. And then I searched it. No regrets meaning. Because I, I wanted to know at least a specific definition concerning what it really, really meant. And this person, Anna, I can't pronounce the last name, Gottlieb, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting last name. But anyways, she's the assistant professor of philosophy at Brooklyn College, um, she says, quote, to have no regrets, you think that absolutely everything you've done and everything that happened to you is perfect just the way it is. Or you don't just don't have the perspective to see that it's not. And I don't see it that way. I don't see regret, uh, uh, having no regrets as like things are perfect as it is. Now, if I wanted to get into... um the predeterminism or rather just determinism uh biblical predeterminism would be a thing um as far as like you know what happens has already been determined by whatever the divine or uh her um uh genetic predispositions uh your code or your environmental everything's been influenced to the point of where you really don't have choice and choice is an illusion okay let's just sweep that aside for a second and look at the fact that we look back and say, no, I don't think everything that happened in my life was perfect. It's messy, extremely messy. And that's okay. That's life. And, but I think you can still see that and go, hey, I have no regrets because I learned from those mistakes. I learned from the mess of my life. I think that what causes regret 
is that you, okay, so in a way, everyone has regrets, but I think that the, the emotional toll and ramifications that it has and the weight that it carries in our lives is because we haven't learned from it. So we continue to carry this weight, this burden, so to speak, of regret. But I think if we learn from it and we, we learn something good and we learn to see the, um, yes, we, we, we look at the mess and we say, oh, we can learn through this. Like, I can learn from that mistake that I think it ceases to bear the weight that it once did. So although it could be argued that it's still a regret, let me drink some water. So I think as much as it, it could still be understood as like, yeah, that's a regret, but I don't have any, it doesn't have any emotional or psychological weight on me because I've processed it. I've worked through it. I've learned from it and now I'm not going to repeat it. And even if I do repeat it, um, may it be lessened, you know, or maybe in the middle of the beginning stages of repeating the mistake, I catch myself, oh no, I can't do this. Look, I'm doing the same thing before. The idea is this, if you can learn to see, uh, if you can learn to see the lesson, but also learn to see the good, the outcome of it, that I think that it's something that we can let go of, right? The emotional, the psychological, the the traumatic toll that it's played in our lives. And we can actually uh, become a better person because of it. So although I look back, I'm like, yeah, of course my life's not perfect. Of course I don't think everything perfectly happened. It's a freaking mess. But I don't have this overwhelming burden and weight of emotional weight on me because I look at it like, look at what have I done it any differently in hindsight? Well, if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through, I wouldn't know any different. Now I know differently, but I didn't know differently then, but it took to go through that to learn what I know now. And I think if we can do that, that we can live a life, I believe truly a life with maybe, I I can't even call it regret. How can you call it regret still? If there's no emotional and psychological weight and burden on the soul still, it's, it's, it's processed, it's dealt with, it's learned from, and then you move forward. I mean, this is definitely a, a, a subject that I would love to to have with someone, um, well, anybody, you know. So, anyway, so, yeah, it's something that I'm still thinking about. I'm going to be thinking about this probably for the next few days, and as I, uh, maybe I'm going to go out tonight with some friends and uh, and discuss this, <laughs> at least, or at least try to provoke the conversation to go uh, that way. So... Anyways, if you're interested in uh, DMing me or messaging me, you can you can message me on Instagram. I uh, my my primary um, uh, account is um, bh underscore chris lewis um, at right. So that's for Instagram, and then um, yeah, that's the best way to DM me. I also have um, at being human wcl as well, uh, but I prominent I predominantly do my my. Um, most of my work on, on my other account on the, um, BH underscore Chris Lewis. And yeah. And, uh, so if you're interested in discussing, uh, regret, I guess, <laughs> I don't know. It's something that we have to look back on and learn from and grow from. So if we can do that, beautiful. And I, and I think that, um, I believe that we'll have a good outcome, um, in a life without regret. I mean, how, how wonderful is that to look, to be able to look back at your life and look at, I don't regret 
any of this mess. It's a mess, trust me, but I've learned from it. I've learned so much and I've learned to value life and I've learned to be present and I've learned to love people. I've learned to live virtuously. I've been tried, I've been tested. I've climbed mountains. I've gone through wildernesses and valleys and issues and problems and events that, and death and suffering. I've gone through it and I've learned from it. If we can do that, I think we can become better human beings. So anyways, that's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs>